everybody. Welcome to The Real Reporters. Yes, we're bringing it back for tonight. Uh, last time we did this, David, if you remember, was actually Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Oh, no, I think we did one bef- after that. Did we? I want to say we did, and I can't remember what it is. Well, anyways, this is the show that never dies. Uh, <laughs> always find an excuse to bring it back. Uh, much to uh, Jeff, uh, much to Todd Chagrin. Yes, he's he just he wants it to die, and unfortunately, uh, this brand just movies keep coming out. It's just too good. Movies keep coming out. TV shows keep coming out. Um, was wasn't it Game of Thrones? I think uh, we did Game of Thrones for sure. Yeah, um, unfortunately, <laughs> fucking yeah. I waste. I okay. First off, I'm pissed off at you and my wife for that one. Hey. Listen, what's dead is may what what is dead may never die. Uh, and unfortunately, that's how we're we're bringing this back. So uh, <laughs> tonight, I'm actually drinking from my uh, Star Wars mug from Galaxy's Edge. Um, Ooh, made a split second decision to do that because I felt it was appropriate. We are talking about the Mandalorian season two. This is our retrospective. Uh, season two oh. just finished yesterday. Uh, so if you haven't had a chance to watch it, fair warning, there is plenty of spoilers uh, that are about oh. to happen. Um, for the whole series, really. For the whole, for the whole series, whole season of season two. Um, I don't know if I want to quite start at the very beginning, but we've we've kind of talked a little bit about this. Um on other podcasts just very briefly um this season is obviously a little bit different uh it was produced before uh covid actually happened so when covid happened this had already been shot they were doing post-production on it so it was able to finish it in a timely manner um that being said we really don't know uh when the next season's coming out so season three or season three has not been confirmed. It has. Uh, yes. Yes, it has. But we don't know when the release date is. This, it's actually going to come out at the same time. It has as actually, another spoiler. Has it been confirmed, confirmed or. Uh, I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure Dave Filoni said said, said uh, Dave Filoni and uh, John Favreau says said as such but i could be wrong like i said well I, I think the I reason the reason why i'm a little hesitant to say yes is that i know it'll happen eventually but i don't i don't know if this is coming back next year and the reason it's not 2021 well that that is next year december 2021 so but i mean that's uh, still next year <laughs> technically it's still technically 2020 right now right <laughs> yeah fair enough so anyways, um, that's kind of what we're looking at right now is basically uh, we're not really sure when it's coming back um, to kind of top off all of this. They actually announced um, a bunch of new shows that kind of fork off this universe at Disney's investors relations. So there's an Ahsoka Tona show coming out. There's um, what is it called? The not the Dirty well, Dozen the oh shit uh and i love this because it's uh it's stemming off of the clone clone right. wars universe um oh my god bad 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 batch the bad, bad batch. batch there you go yeah so they're bad gonna be batch. doing a show with that 
So do you know what the bad who the bad batch are? It's uh clone clone troopers, right? Who was uh they they were the ones that decided not to uh follow order 66. No, that's well, so the bad batch are clone troopers that were um genetic anomalies with um with desirable attributes. So a couple like one of them has extremely good eyesight and reflexes. He's obviously the sniper. Uh, the other one is like a big brute that takes a lot of punishment. He's kind of their bruiser slash tank. Um, another one who, you know, has the uh, has like extremely high IQ. He's their tech guy. So there's a couple of different um, uh, there's it, it's like a group of basically like disenfranchised clone troopers that don't quite belong so they kind of form their own squad um they don't particularly follow any specific general they're not tied to any jedi um the only time they ever actually battled alongside a jedi was uh during the last season of clone war with anakin skywalker so this whole the whole order 66 thing uh, it's a lot of speculation because they don't know if the the brain chip was actually installed in these clones, um, which I personally suspect they have been. Um, but there's nothing for them to shoot at or kill because again, they don't particularly follow any Jedi. Right. They're not they're not part of a battalion that's that's led by a Jedi. All right. So that being said. Um... There's a lot that happened this season of Mandalorian, um, and I mean a lot. <laughs> there's there's in the a last ton of episode. Easter eggs. There's a ton of Easter eggs. Um, a ton of uh, of uh, I would say universe tying, uh, canon tying. Yeah, tying so sure. I kind of want to avoid getting into that, but I guess. But that's your biggest gripe with the whole. It season, is my biggest gripe. So basically, um, the. The big thing about Mandalorian season one was is that it didn't have like this whole universe tying thing. It kind of had some elements of it. Uh, like you were like, oh, uh, I can recognize like stormtrooper helmets and stuff like that. Like it had just enough Star Wars to make it Star Wars, but it still felt separate in its own little like universe. And then season two came along and it really started to narrow the universe like a lot and i'm talking like as soon as ahsoka tano showed up um maybe even before then uh it definitely did if you're clone wars fan it's been it, it so to be fair there it started it really actually started narrowing much much quicker oh, with bo katan with Bo-Katan, but it was even before that, in the first season, uh, towards the end, there was a lot of references to uh, Rogue One, to uh, a couple of different other uh, offshoots yeah. of the series, um, especially the, the Dave Filoni-directed episodes. Right. Um, so, but it became far more apparent and far more... Um, Fan serving, if you will, with the second season for sure. But definitely, definitely with uh, Bo Katan, um, you you definitely got uh, the the beginnings of uh, a narrowing universe, if you will. Right. So 
there was in and I'm not as versed in Clone Wars as um probably you are. I barely have watched it. I just I it's a lot to get into at this moment because it's eight seasons at this point, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. So it would be a But little, it is finished. It is so finished. There's that. So <laughs> I would I will probably eventually go back and watch it when, you know, there's more time, but um because I know there's a lot of stuff in there, right? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So but my my problem with this is that with season two, it almost makes me wonder if they not necessarily started running out of ideas, but they're like, hey, I wonder if they got pressure from higher up and said, hey, you need to start like doing a little bit more fan service for, um, for, for people who don't know. Like Mandalorian season one, great. Now we need to start like really profiting off of this. We need to start bringing in other elements of the Star Wars universe. I disagree to a certain extent. Really? Um, because it just seems like awfully convenient. This season has felt awfully convenient of like. Yet, yes and no. So here's the thing. You got to you got to realize that with the first season of 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 the Mandalorian, I, I, I couldn't walk a foot. Um you know without hearing oh baby yoda baby yoda baby yoda so that it, it was never about the fan service because that series alone created its own universe it created its own fans it did. and it, it did that now what the season two is doing is it's bringing those people that love star wars no star wars lore the 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 uh the the main producer and directors like John Favreau and Dave Filoni they're 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 basically George Lucas lights like like these guys will kiss the ground that George Lucas li lives on or walks on because this is how much they spend time with them they spend more time at the 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 ranch than they probably do at their own houses you know um, but such is their love for star wars so that being said um you know they they're pretty much doing what george lucas would have done with this with this series and and um and i honestly believe that because if you notice it there it's following a trend and it's following a lot of different things that you know they're they're taking some of the storytelling and some of the elements from series from like the, the the prequels in Star Wars, and they're taking a lot of the lessons they learned from the uh, sequels, I guess, if you will. Yeah. Um, and they're ret ret retconning a lot of that, and they're they're fixing some of those mistakes that, um, what's his face? Uh, who's the guy who ruined Star Wars? Um, okay, be careful. JJ Abrams. Okay, because I don't know if we ever talked about Last Jedi. We never, we never have. No. Okay. In summary, I am one of those. I I have a Last Jedi poster. If that is an inkling of like how I feel about the Last Jedi, a lot of people hated the Last Jedi. They felt like it changed too much. I thought it was a fucking like swift kick in the ass for the star, star Wars universe. It was such a clean break from what force awakens did, which was like nostalgia, nostalgia, nostalgia. Force awakens was like, 
member berries shoved down your your throat right like, you, and that you remember is, the Jawas? You remember the Chewbacca's? And that you remember the droids? Is unfortunately how I felt about Mandalorian season two. I completely disagree with this, and I, I I understand where you're coming from. I really do. Now I also have a big gripe about this series, but we'll get back. We'll is get it, to that. Is it the last episode? It is absolutely the last episode. <laughs> absolutely the last. So episode. all right, let me let me just let me just say this real quick. Elements I loved about season two. Moff Gideon. Love Moff Gideon. Cool dude. Villain. Right? Uh right, absolutely. He's great. Uh I think it's I think they did a very good job of not having him like constantly be a looming presence. He's used very sparingly. I think he, I think he was like four episodes. Right. Maybe. He was used very sparingly. Yeah. Um obviously he was always a threat. Mm-hmm. Um, but it wasn't like, oh, I'm the emperor. I must tell you what my evil plan is <laughs> the entire time. Um, so I mean that that was that was pretty cool. Um, yep. he was an excellent uh uh bad bad guy. Yeah, there's the the growth development between like Mando and I'll just say Grogu because that's actually his name. Grogu. Um, whether you disagree or not, unfortunately, that's his name. So Grogu is definitely his name. I actually kind of like it. It took personally. a little bit for me to for to, to grow on me, but I, I'm day, really happy they they chose the name like that because if anything, if it was with a Y, yeah, that would annoyed me because you had Yaddle, you have Yoda, like, yeah. too many too many Ys in there, too many Ys. The, the relationship between them obviously deepens quite a bit this season. You really like got to see uh, Mando like fucking cares. Like he, he kind of felt like this kid was an annoyance at first, but now uh, it was a kinship. That's his, that's like his son essentially. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I love it. There's, there's a, which is really <sighs> fascinating. And it shows how good of an actor Pedro Pascal is. Yeah. Um, if he can all do that in a fucking blank ass helmet. <laughs> yeah. Like he, he does a really good job conveying so much emotion through just right. voice. So like hats off to him for doing that. Right. And not only that, but like he, he the dub work that he's doing, uh, uh, when he's doing the voiceover and everything like that, they, they have to alter it a little to sound like he's talking through a microphone, right. Through a pair, through a helmet. So he's doing uh, a phenomenal job yeah, with and the voice acting. So, I mean, obviously, like, that relationship deep in this whole season. Um, mm-hmm. The, I mean, we could obviously just go here. Like, it obviously shows the extent that he's willing to go, uh, especially in these last couple episodes, you know, A, removing his helmet. B, like. Twice. Twice. B, like, getting uh into armor that isn't his own like you you could just tell like the shame that he feels from having to do that not just shame but mostly like uncomfort yeah like you can definitely tell he's uncomfortable especially like when he's on top of that fucking convoy and he's getting his (laughs) ass kicked well well yes and no so you gotta remember this guy here's the thing uh he's got pure vescar armor right which isn't something that happens. Right. 
So, so this is how you got to realize how you don't really notice it or really understand it the first season, but um, this this season, the second season, really goes to show how much of a powerhouse uh, Mando or or Din Darjin, uh, Darjin, I, I fucking can't say his name. Um, he is as a as an actual like Mandalorian warrior, right? Because it's very rare to have a full full setup of armor like he does it's even rarer to have it as pure Vescar. most of all these mandalorians that we see between um uh bo darren and i'll dare i say it uh motherfucking boba fucking fett uh he's he's the only one with pure Vescar. everybody else has some sort of mixture or uh, unpure yeah. set um which is still extraordinarily strong because Vescar, uh, the metal itself, um, if you know anything about metallurgy or even just basic science, you'll know that it it's uh, an energy dispersion armor. Um, it's a material that basically negates any type of energy or temperature. Um, and so that's how he's able to deflect bolts of uh, uh, and also obviously lightsabers, which we'll get to later. Um, but... Uh, the fact that he's got pure Vescar is just is is obscene because um, it just doesn't happen. Right. <laughs> it just doesn't. So, uh... but yeah. Anyways, what I was getting to, he doesn't have his armor anymore, so he goes to block these these right. these attacks. Like, oh yeah, I still got my fucking invincible ass fucking armor on because his entire fighting style is based off of that fact. Right. He gets a very sharp. <laughs> reality and reminder that not everything is as powerful as his armor you fucking plastic ass bullshit armor <laughs> his, shit, his armor fucking shatters Plasticine. when he first wants to block it I mean it's it just goes to show like <laughs> that armor ain't shit um, yeah the stormtrooper armor is obviously not very good um, but speaking on that episode um, Bill Burr back again for a second season um I loved phenomenal him. yeah i loved him as mayfield man and it's funny because uh if you've if you ever listed his comedic work before um he likes to latch on to things and he will just grind it to a pulp when he's making fun of this shit uh right. one of those things is actually star wars <laughs> right he, i was like i said i know he he doesn't particularly in quote unquote care for star wars right so like when he was on the show i was just like that's kind of fucking interesting but <laughs> i think he did a phenomenal job they did so much with his backstory in so little time yes absolutely um, um phenomenal phenomenal acting yeah in the second season um there was a lot going on, a lot of drama going on between the in that episode um, when he was on the hunt to find uh, Grogu's location with uh, the 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 Grand Admiral. Yeah, it's it's so funny though because like he's going on about like you know Empire, the New Republic, they're the same thing. They're just you know people don't really care. They just see you as like the enemy on their land. Um, which, which is what I found super fascinating about that episode. Well, and it, it's extremely telling because, like, um, just as they're about to be killed by those pirates, guess what comes swooping down? Fucking tie fighters! Fucking tie fighters and stormtroopers! Stormtroopers are coming out, and you're just like, "Oh shit, are we rooting for like the bad guys now?" 
Right. Well, you know, and, and you know, it's really fascinating. Um, I want to say Kevin Smith didn't he do a Clerks uh, skit about this? I want to feel like he did. So, so here's the thing. Um, it you got to think about it. The 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 rebels, yeah, the, the terrorist yeah. organization known as the Rebel Alliance, uh, blew up a like several million people taking down that Death Star. They oh, blew up dude. several million people taking down that Death Star too. Some poor janitor is taking there, going plunging some shit out of a toilet, and then he goes blown up. Yeah, well, I'd be kind of pissed. I mean, it's and it's it's just it's incredible when you really think about it. Like the 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 New Republic necessarily aren't the good guys in some cases. Like you want them to be the good guys, and obviously they're better than you know space Nazis. But well, I mean, we're following ba- basically, you know, uh, space priests. Yeah, so like because that's what the Jedi are. Like when the, when those fucking like uh, Tie Fighters, uh, when he got like stranded on the ice planet with the fish lady, yeah, yeah. Um, like the Tie Fighters come down, they're like, "Hey, you better identify yourself, or you know, we're gonna fucking take you in." Right, and there he was just like, X wings, like, X wings, X wings. Sorry, thank you. Yeah, and he was like, "You know, help me get off this planet," and they're like, "Meh, meh, no." We'll just not shoot you, and they just, they just leave. <laughs> and I was just like, "Damn, son, that's pretty fucking rude." But it's the outer rim. It is the outer rim, and I get that. Uh, it, it's a lawless place, right? Yeah, not even the Republic could do much with it. So I don't uh, know, but it just kind of—it really right. did a great job this season of like saying, like, "Hey, just because the good guys are painted as the good guys doesn't mean they're always good." Or even, you know, there aren't consequences to the actions that they do. Right. Because clearly, you know, most people, the farmers and such, they all they all feel the same way. One one occupying force is no different than another occupying force. Right. You know. Um it might be great for the wonderful people in the Republic, uh, in the core worlds, but out there, man, they don't mean shit. Yeah. So and in fact, yeah. So let, let's talk a little bit about this the controversy this season has yielded. Okay. What um, controversy? Well, I don't feel like it's controversy. You don't feel like it's controversy. I, I honestly don't know. Um, so tell me. Well, this whole fucking Grogu eating the, the, the eggs. All right. Oh, I forgot about yeah, that. Yeah. Listen. He's a kid. Listen. An alien child. Listen. Not only that, but like. He's just trying to fucking survive, dude. He doesn't know any better. He's hungry. I don't know why everybody was like, oh my god, he's so fucking evil. How the fuck do you think ducks feel about us eating their fucking eggs? Right. Whenever someone was complaining about that, I was like, y'all need to shut up. So, that's that. Y'all are whiners. Shut the fuck up. End of story on that particular note. Right. Moving on. (laughs) (laughs) End of controversy. Um, So... I don't want to quite get into the last episode just yet. Please, but... let's not yet. I'm not ready to be enraged. I'm I'm having a nice discussion. <laughs> so I will say, um, even though I didn't necessarily want Ahsoka Tana to show up in this, I thought they did a really great job with her. She was uh, really well introduced. Um, Rosario Dawson did a wonderful job. Obviously, it's one of the new series that got announced, so she's going to have her own spinoff show doing god knows what um so 
I, I had some issues with her, I, but at the same time, I can see why she was chosen. Um, well, who would you rather have chosen? Honestly, I, I haven't really been able to figure that part out yet. Because it's it's funny because they brought in uh, the voice actor for Bo-Katan to play Bo-Katan. Yeah. So, and I was hoping for the voice actor for Ahsoka. True. She's more, she has, I would, I don't know if I want to say the right body type, but like her voice and her looks is what I imagine Ahsoka Kano to be. Her, her manner, her, like if you watch her in like the, the voice actor of Ahsoka, it, and I can't remember her name. Ashley Eckstein? Something like that. Yeah. yeah. If you watch her uh, during like panels and stuff like that, she has the general like vibe of what you'd expect Ahsoka Tano to, to be like. Um, with um, uh, Rosario Dawson's portrayal, you have a certain level of sarcasm, uh, a strong sense of like elitism, um, just from her facial expressions. Um, yeah, kind of. And, I can see and, that. Like I think it's just her face to me that that has doesn't have the necessary level of like care and worry and general like desire to do good. It just doesn't have that that correct portrayal. Now she's an awesome actress and there's a lot of like warrior type roles that she's phenomenal in. This isn't one of those in my opinion because I don't think of Soka Tano as like a battle-hardened warrior. Not even after she like left the Jedi warrior because the the Jedi temple and disowned the Jedi's. Um, Which was one thing that really annoyed you, by the way, about that episode. Right, they called it the Jedi, and I didn't see a fucking Jedi in that show. Where, where the fuck was the Jedi? Sakatana's <laughs> no goddamn Jedi. Well, she it, never even she never even made it to knighthood. But not only that, she like never denied it either. She was just like, oh yeah, I'm. I'm not a Jedi. I have the lightsabers that I could do the force and like a more sensitive, <laughs> but, but I'm not, I'm not a Jedi. Uh, well, so here's the interesting part. She could easily have taken the Jedi Knight trials passed and became a Jedi Knight during the Mandalorian war. They even, uh, Leota's even offered her the, the station, uh, towards the last, like right before order 66 happened. So, uh, the last three episodes of, uh, the clone wars, uh, series ends and, and it begins and ends at the same time um, the Revenge of the Sith starts and ends. So they're, they're very much, you see the the um, the Order 66 happening from uh, not only Ahsoka Tano's point of view, but also Darth Maul's point of view. Yeah, so, so I, I need to get into that at some point for sure. There's a, there's a lot of additional lore that will really make season two more enjoyable. Yeah. All right, so let's talk about some of these other characters. Obviously, we talked about Bo Katan. Um, so, do you know who Bo Katan is? Yeah. So, uh, her sister um, was the former leader of Mandalore. She was one of the leaders of the Mandalore before. During the during the Galactic Civil War, yes. Right. So, uh, and Obi-Wan Kenobi had a thing with her sister, so that's all I remember right. in that regard. But, so, so basically, she's trying to restore order, um, or rather restore Mandalore to 
it's somewhat former glory. Uh, her big thing is she's trying to get the dark saber because that's what you know why. Yeah, because that's what uh, if you have that, that basically says to everyone, "Oh, you're the one true ruler of Mandalore." Yeah, kind of. Um, so the Mandalorian dark saber um, was forged and created by a Mandalore, a Mandalore who became a Jedi. Um, that's how the dark saber happened. Um, right. So the Mandalore was the uh, ruler of uh, of Mandalore. Um, like I guess you could say the the war chief would be your your best uh, accumulative, uh, like uh, title for for that position. So the the war the it used to be the helmet. That was the the way to tell who was the 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 Mandalorian ru- ruler was by the helmet itself, and that was passed on from uh, ruler to ruler, and then it became a dark saber, um, because uh, it, it was represented as the as the way to, it was the thing that said uh, it, it helped them bring back their old culture. So, um, Bo-Katan's sister brought about a pacifistic, a pacifist version of the of the of the Mandalorians where they became more of uh traders and um uh stock market manipulators because of the fact that they had Veskar. And so Veskar is the most precious metal in the in obviously the, the Star Wars universe. Think of it kind of like in Adamantium from the Marvel universe or even uh better yet the Mandalorians were very similar to um uh the 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 the, the Wakandans in the Marvel universe. And think of, you know, sure. uh, Veskar is very much kind of like uh, vibranium. So that being said, um, there was a specific sect called Dark Watch or Death Watch. Um, one of many that were against the pacifistic ways of the of the new Mandalorians. Um, but Death Watch actually happened to be uh, one of the lieutenants happened to be Bo-Katan. And so she was against her sister's rule, mainly because of the fact that they didn't act like Mandalorian warriors. And because of that, um, there was a civil war going on during the old Republic days, um, before the fall of the Republic in the beginning of the Empire. And so that's how the Darksaber kind of came into it being a mantle of power, if you will. So uh, here's the weird thing about that, though. And we'll get more into it in the in the seat in the when we talk about the last episode, but the dark saber doesn't actually belong to Bo Katan, in a way you think it does. Well, it, it, if I'm not mistaken, though, it's not necessarily that it belongs to her. It's that whoever wields it and has won it in battle is seen as the ruler. So she's trying to reobtain that weapon in order to unify her people again it's not that it's hers by right well yeah you're right it's not hers by right but it never was hers by right that's and i'll tell you why later but isn't that the (laughs) point isn't that the point of the dark saber anyways is that any mandalorian could wield it not necessarily and that's where it gets really convoluted and this is where it's becoming a weird kind of like plot hole um where it could be, it can go one of several ways. So again, we'll discuss that later. So Bo-Katan, leader uh, or one-time Death Watcher, that's how he, 
he she was familiar with uh the Mandalore and the way uh-huh. because the Mandalore uh Din Darren uh Darjin Darjin how do you say his last name? Child, he's a child of the watch. Let's yeah exactly. So he's a child of the watch. So he's a he's a he's a psychopath. Well, I don't want to call him a psychopath. <laughs> he's definitely a hundred percent a part of a um. How do you zealot? I would say a zealot. Yeah, uh, it's a cult. A zealous cult. Right. Yeah. There you go. But like, and that's and that's something else interesting to point out is just that, you know, you could be from anywhere. You learn something, and you're raised one way, and um, you just kind of follow that blindly until you know that gets challenged. Which, I have to say, but that's what that's what a religion is, right? <laughs> so. Yeah, basically. Basically, I mean, if you think about it, you know, religion is something you're taught and or um, indoctrinated into. You learn about it; it gets challenged. You either accept the fact that uh, you're for it, or that the challenge is valid, or what have you. And you know, they could you continue doing your life the way you want to. Um whether you follow that religion or not. So obviously I think what's happening is, is that with, you know, Mando in general, he's starting to bend his creed. Uh, he's making a lot of exceptions, especially he's, in season two. He's making a lot of exceptions. And I think it's because his beliefs have really been shaken, but also because it's, it's starting to become apparent that his love for something in this case, Grogu is really like going to be the thing that trumps everything else. I mean, he's willing to like fucking sacrifice everything. Literally, um, literally, you know, uh, and it's rip, rip razor crest. <laughs> oh man. I, I, I literally yelled out in that episode. I go, no, I, it just, I was so yeah. distraught. So uh, let, let's talk a little bit about that. Actually. Um, Rip, rip razor quest rip razor crest so Ugh. there's uh this was teased at the end of season well not at the end of season one but in one of the episodes with Fennec shard we see a, a very mysterious figure come up to her as she's dying and that's kind of all we get heavy heavy rumors is boba fett right Heavy well, rumors. you didn't. I I can't remember, but didn't we get to see his face? No, we didn't. Okay. No, we only but, yeah. we, we only saw a shadow. Okay. So but yeah, absolutely heavy rumors. We get we get early on a thing with who we think could be Boba Fett, but it's not. It's a dude named Cobb who just happened to have the <laughs> armor, and yep. you're just like. This is a really big piece of foreshadowing if the armor is showing up in the show. <laughs> like it just is. Also, it's a little bit again, it ties it and again. This is that season two tying into uh the new series, uh into other universes, the other the other yeah. uh canon. Yeah. It's tying into canon because we already knew Mandalorian was canon. Um, so Grogu was canon, it was officially a part of the Star Wars universe. Um but then, of course, obviously, uh, with Boba Fett being introduced, that really brought into sharp contrast. Hey, this is Star Wars. Boba Fett's armor is here. 
Which and everyone wanted to know what happened to Boba Fett and his armor. Well, and so that's, we know what happened to his armor, right? And this is and the it thing beat the hell up. This <laughs> is the thing that I think was so interesting is that they 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 brought him in on season two, obviously because Boba Fett does show up. Um, and you're just like, y'all spent an entire season trying to like make it clear like the dude Mando is not Boba Fett. Do you know how many people got fucking confused? They're like, oh yeah, that uh it's a show about Boba Fett, right? No. No, it's not. Like, I can't tell you how many people I was trying to talk to you about this show. They're like, yeah, it's just the Boba Fett show. I was like, but it's not what? Boba Fett. <laughs> right. But at the same time, you have to realize Boba Fett it was the only TV show, video game, uh uh live action shot character right that wore mandalorian armor for sure uh for a very long time and it wasn't even mandalorian armor they if you really pay attention they kind of retconned it a little uh but we'll talk about that later yeah so obviously boba fett shows up really great introduction uh i think it's bringing him back Oh, absolutely. That was a great episode. Uh, oh, that was a phenomenal episode. You're like, holy fuck that. So what I loved was the fact that they brought they, they brought it really back in the canon. They got the actor who played um, Django. Django Fett yeah. and, the, and voiced all the clones in Clone Wars. Yeah. So they brought the, the actor back for a live action shot again uh what how many years later at this point 20 uh almost yeah so yeah yeah t- at least to 10 years so let's say 10 years i don't want to say 20 that hurts my soul <laughs> <laughs> but uh let, let's say 10 15 years uh they brought him back into the star wars fold uh at, in live action which i and he fucking kicked some ass listen uh to those who are complaining that he has a dad bod fuck you uh, uh doesn't matter he will still kick your ass obviously uh, yeah not only that but the the man's pushing 60 at this point right right um like clearly clearly operated that armor in such a way that you know they couldn't have done in the original trilogy mm-hmm. uh fucking even like the knee rockets and shit it was just like goddamn it was so good to see Oh, you saw how much of a badass. Yeah, he was. like it just made it clear, like this is not someone you fuck with. Yeah, it was very clear why he was the best bounty hunter in the galaxy. Right. Like it wasn't really clear with, you know, you're like, oh, okay, he's the best guy, and all he does is kind of stand there. Right. Uh, you know this 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 episode, like it actually did the character justice. So you know, and they can't say he's a whiny little bitch now. For having died in such a, a terrible manner, because obviously he survived. Well, I mean, he does have Vescar armor. He does have Vescar, kinda, yeah, kinda. Um, so let's talk about that. His armor, yeah. So the armor itself was really weathered, obviously for obvious reasons. When we first saw, I it. mean, you got to think. For one, he's been through war, right? It's his father's armor, right? For one, two, and most importantly, it survived a sarlacc pit. Right. So all that stomach acid, Vescar or not, was gonna kind of eat away at it. Yeah. Um, 
eventually has time to repaint it, apparently. Well, so he cleans it up. He 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 does uh the best he can with a field repair. Um so it's 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 got all the original markings on it that he had when he first started being Boba Fett. Um, you know, with his his clan uh affiliation, um, his dad's affiliation, obviously. Right. Um and more importantly, um the 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 dent is still there. So do you know why the dent is still there? No. Because it's Vescar. <laughs> Plain and simple. Vescar armor has to in order to get forged and 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 like made properly, they had to use like a superheated forge that uh the this uh you know the watch sect had. But you know, it's not like he's gonna have that in the slave uh no, that's true, you know, starship. It so, was really fucking good to see that ship fly again. Oh yeah. Um although watching it land in the last episode, I was like, this is the most impractical ship design. Oh, it's it's fucking horrible. Like <laughs> he fucking like has to he goes in and then he tilted it on its back to land. Right. I was like, this is kind of strange, but all well, right. Interestingly enough, all the passengers, like it it looks like the passenger quarters are like the cargo hold quarter quarters. It's on a gyroscope. Right. Cause it seems to rotate just fine while while he's flying around and whatever, and they don't really feel anything um while in combat. But clearly Boba Fett's like upside down and sideways while he's doing all this, which gives him and even better, like, you're like, oh, shit, this guy can handle his G's on top of that. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, But. What? What do you want, dog? <laughs> <laughs> um, But, yeah, no, like, so you see, really feel like Boba Fett is back in his element, which I really, really enjoyed. I thought they did the character absolute justice. This uh, yeah, with the Mandalorian. It was nice to have Fennec Shard back again too. I really enjoyed her character. Um, uh, yeah, for sure. Um, the the Marshall chick, Cara Dune. Cara Dune, she's back. Uh, so I really like her casting. I I like her in that role a lot, actually. Yeah, she's pretty good. Well, for one, obviously, if if you don't know her background, she's an she was an MMA fighter. So, you know, she's not built like a petite little Princess Leia. She's a fucking warrior, and she looks like a damn warrior, like a, like like someone that belongs on the battlefield more than anybody else. Uh, that one episode where she picks up uh, Mando and drags his ass into the bunker house, right? that's legit her doing that. They didn't even get a chance to like swap it out with a like a fake or anything that was her literally picking up uh <laughs> uh what's his face pedro uh, pascal. yeah pedro pascal and hauling his ass into the room that's awesome yeah so that shows like she's legit strong on top of that so like she's no like she like her strength is real uh and they showcase it more often than not and especially like, i gotta say like spoiler alert last episode she fucking decimated uh storming that ship i love the uh the uh the cursing when she's in the fucking <laughs> she's like oh fucking gun jammed 
<laughs> and they're just like staring at her. And she like bops it on the fucking floor. And they're just like, uh. <laughs> Are you going to be okay? Are you going to be able to carry us here? <laughs> I, I, I just, that was great. I'm like, you're like, it's a goddamn laser gun. What jam? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> um, I, I'm pretty sure someone's going to say something like, oh, there was carbon dust in the tubing. You know, something, something's dumb. Something's, something's, something's stupid. Stupid. Uh, the Dark Trooper is pretty cool. Obviously, oh, holy shit, that was fucking nuts. Obviously had such Iron Man vibes. And to me, obviously, for John Favreau to have directed that particular aspect. Uh, I mean, I wasn't saying I was flat, having flashbacks to Iron Man 2, but I was having flashbacks to Iron Man 2. Everybody keeps calling them dubstep uh, droids. <laughs> <laughs> which i mean oh my it's God, fair. I need to see it someone quick call on youtube make a video <laughs> which is fair considering that it's just anytime they get they put up <laughs> just fucking dubstep soundtrack <laughs> um, you know i actually i think it's time we get to the last episode we're we're getting close to an hour now uh, oh damn already yeah we're 45 minutes wow in. wow um so there's a lot that happened this season. Uh, Ahsoka Tano. Ahsoka Tano, Bo-Katan. Bo-Katan. Uh, Boba Fett. Boba Fett. Um, but, but nothing. Nothing like what happened <laughs> the this last, last episode. The last episode. So, so go ahead. Tell, tell us what happened. <sighs> Luke Skywalker, man. Yeah, that pissed me off. Um, I loved it and hated it at the same time. Uh, okay, so here's the thing. Here's how it all goes down. They they so they they steal an um uh, uh they steal a, a shuttle, um a la Empire Strikes Back, a la Return of the Jedi. Oh. Uh, you know, and, and they steal a shuttle. They 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 uh they hijack one and they they go under the guise of dying, uh being under attack by Boba Fett. They crash land into uh the light cruiser that belongs great. to. Uh, what's his face? It was um, a great, great moment where they're like, "Get out of the launch tube!" And they're like, "Nah." <laughs> and the, and the, like the 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 Empire is like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> like great Get the moment. Hell out of the way. Great moment. I thought right. that was the best. Like, I I don't know that whoever designed that you see did a great job. So so here's the thing. So there's a lot of really cool Easter eggs, not only in this episode but the last couple episodes. Uh, leading up to those moments so like you were speaking about the the that one episode where you actually kind of felt like hey maybe the empire wasn't that bad yeah maybe they weren't that terrible of people maybe the rebels weren't that great either right um you know so if, if you didn't know there was throwbacks to not only rogue one with a lot of the like with the imperial gunners and uh some of the troopers but um there was also throwbacks to clone wars uh and i think yeah, that should have been it uh, with a lot of the armor well, design. Battlefield 2 is also in there, too. Right, exactly. Or, uh, yeah, Battlefield 2, Operation Cinder. Right. Mm-hmm. Which was... You were correct. Crazy. Yeah. Operation Cinder was definitely in there, which, again, it's one of those things where you're just like, huh, okay, it's really tying in some of this universe. It really is. Which, it's hilarious to me, because, like, that game was universally panned by everybody. <laughs> um, so it's redeemed itself a bit i you know it's it's kind of you know whenever they kept teasing this jedi 
uh, it was about three episodes before the finale, I think, or maybe even two, where they're like, hey, you know, if Grogu reaches out of the Force, a Jedi might feel that, right? And you're right. like, okay, what Jedi could do that? Well, you got several. A, a lot of people were saying maybe Ezra Bridger might show Ezra up. Bridger, right, from Rebels. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Cal Kestis, maybe, from... I was thinking Cal Kestis. That would have been interesting. I would have loved that. Um, and it's kind of a shock to me that they didn't do that because the guy who plays Cal Kestis, like, is an that's, actual that's his fucking face, right? That's, his, that's him. That's, that's his body, him. too. So, if, like, he yeah. just showed up, you'd be like, perfect oh, match. Right, exactly. Perfect. That's fucking Cal Kestis. I know right. who this guy is. And... Now, the thing is, though... Um, I don't know if they could have aged him that well, but they probably would have done a little bit better than what they did with well, Luke Skywalker. But Cal Kestis, correct me if I'm wrong, what timeline is that? Is that not like right after? It's uh, So here's the thing. Um, so it happens between um, episode three and episode... F- or sorry, yeah, in between episode three and four. Um, well, they wouldn't have people... had to de-age him or anything. He, I mean, if you well, think about it, like Luke looks the same age, relatively speaking, between all three movies. Right, right, right. Um, you, you know, you, that's fair. Um, you know, he would have aged at least 10, 15 years at this point. Um, so they, they would have probably given a, uh, him a beard to give him more of a mature look. Sure, that's uh, fine. That's what I would have thought, you know, like someone who's a little weathered. Uh, who's been fighting the Empire, who's been searching the galaxy for je- signs of Jedi, he's the one I would have thought of. Um, and, and here's the thing. Um, when our intrepid group found themselves on the bridge um, after uh, <laughs> after fucking uh, Mando won the Darksaber in combat and rightfully earned the, oh, the title, man. the Mandalore. So that particular like plot thread... It's definitely it's just, season three. It's it's definitely gonna be in season three because like they just they had to just leave it be, um, uh-huh. because of the ensuing battle that happened. Right, right with the dark troopers Which, that came back. Like <laughs> I'm gonna be honest, it's you, man. Don't give a fuck about that. What's gonna probably happen is is that they're gonna have a battle, quote, quote unquote, mm-hmm. and he's just gonna lose the dark saber. I don't know what that means that she has to kill him. I don't think that's how that's gonna go down. You don't think so? The reason why I'm going to say that is because something's going to happen where he's going to have to utilize the power of the, uh, of the Mandalorians. He's going to have to unite them for whatever reason, for a greater cause that he couldn't do otherwise. Oh, so you're thinking that maybe he does lead Mandalore for a bit. I think he will. That's interesting. Yeah, I could see that. And, and here's the thing. The reason why I, I'm saying that is because they're building him up to become the Mandalore. Uh, the right, the ruler of Mandalorians, because they they so he's old school Mandalorian. He believes in a lot of the old school ways of the Mandalorians. So a lot of people will get behind that that are Mandalorian that claim to be Mandalorians. Right. They they like that kind of like uh, warrior style. Right. Um, he's got pure Veskar armor again. A complete identifier on its own right um and not only that but he, uh, he again he's won the dark saber in combat 
you know, his armor can handle, can definitely obviously hand, take up against any Jedi, which while their Mandalorians are not technically, um, you know, uh, against Jedi, there hasn't been any enough or enough of them to really aggravate any Mandalorians. So it's kind of like a, there's not a lot of trust, but there isn't a lot of right. love either. So there was a few problems that I had with that episode. So what, it, what, what was your issue? My issue was, is that it was becoming kind of like one of those situations where like all hope is lost and then a convenient deus ex deus ex happens okay of course and you know like they're talking about how these fucking dark troopers are just so badass and you see that a little bit when one escapes and is just like kicking his ass right a fully vestguard armored uh mando that right Clearly has the ability to handle his own. All right, they're like they're talking about like how they're just like oh you know he's so great so great. Well, not only that, but their blaster resistant armor as they proven while he was fighting the yeah the dark troopers. The so, only weapon to show to damage them is that lonely spear. But 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 pure best car spear, yeah. Right. Which Julia was getting pissed because she's like, "Where's the fuck is his spear? Use the goddamn spear." <laughs> and eventually uses it and she's like thank you <laughs> <laughs> so i was just like i mean you right i mean yeah she ain't wrong <laughs> so so yeah obviously last, last second so I, I mean i knew that somebody was gonna bail him out yeah but like there was no way because th there was no way to win unless somehow they like some something happened to the point where they were gonna like way to shut down them but that's not necessarily yeah. true okay because he had the dark saber the dark saber doesn't work against that armor at all no because well here's the thing it's blaster resistant the dark saber even though it is more powerful than a blaster essentially it can't it, it it's not that much more powerful right so he that's where it becomes a little kind of like maybe but he would have had to pass off the dark saber, right? Well, hold on, hold on, just a second here. Hmm. Are you saying the dark saber is not like a lightsaber? It isn't. In what way? So the the power source, and I, I could be wrong, but because I, I, I just told... I just I'm just reading this up, just because I I'm I'm not as familiar with the lore on this, but it's right. powered by a kyber crystal. A black kyber, yeah. a black kyber crystal. Uh, they say in the episode that it could cut through anything, uh huh, except for pure Vascar, except for pure Vascar, which a regular lightsaber couldn't either, right? Um, I, I want to say, like, this is just a black lightsaber, like, from what I can tell. So, I could be wrong, but I don't think it runs at the same, I guess, power output. I vaguely remember I something does. and I could be wrong. Like I said, I vaguely remember someone doing all the fucking nerd shit and I could be thinking of something from legends again. It, that's the problem with the star Wars universe and then bringing back legend stuff is you're going to get confused with some of the old lore with some of the new canon, <laughs> you know? Um, 
but that being said, um, you know, may let's say, yeah, it could have cut through uh some of the some of the droids. But you got a platoon heading towards you, all wielding blasters, all with deadly precision, and all of them don't have Vascar armor. Three of them do, the others don't. No, I know that's true, but he could have, you know like he could have passed off his spear. He could have used the black one that leaves five people defenseless. Two people, uh, def- three, def- three defenseless, four defenseless. I get people. it. But at the same time, it's just like, all right, let's just throw this out here. Obviously, there's force powers that play when, when Luke is going through his thing, right? So Right. And I was honestly thinking, oh, fuck, Grogu's about to go force nuts on these guys. Right. Which would have been That's what my thought which was. would have been interesting. So conveniently, <laughs> right? Fucking tie fighter. Fucking X Wing shows. Ah, uh, sorry. And as tie, soon as I saw you. that goddamn X Wing, I'm like, God damn it, no. <laughs> yeah, so it just conveniently flies in, goes into the docking bay, a cloaked figure starts going and killing the dark troopers, and I'm like, that's a green lightsaber. Yeah, and I knew right away it was a hundred percent um luke skywalker when you saw his lightsaber right like you actually saw the hilt yeah so, so like gloved hand gloved hand one hand not and a hilt and dressed in all black god fucking damn it it's luke skywalker i both loved and hated that i loved it because holy shit this is luke skywalker in his prime this is a powerful fucking jedi just fucking murdering the hell out of these damn droids that did like the Mando barely could fucking scrape by by beating one. He's just going, eh, fuck you, you're dead. <laughs> so I want to talk about the Uncanny Valley a little bit here because the Uncanny Valley. Okay, what is it? Uncanny, uncanny Valley. Valley is where you could look at a 3D character and there's just something slightly off about it. Oh, so are we going to talk about that really damn bad deep fake? Yeah. <laughs> so the obviously it's not Mark Hamill doing the physical thing. Is it's not? I'm sorry. They they did bring in a body double to play, quote unquote, Luke Skywalker. They then took Mark Hamill's face. They de-aged it just like they did for Rise of Skywalker. Um, and to a certain extent, like they did for Last Jedi, they didn't do it as much in Last Jedi, but it's very, very similar to what they did for Carrie Fisher and Rogue One. So, at the very end, de-aged his face, slapped it onto this guy's thing. They did bring in Mark Hamill to do the voice. So, right, that is Mark Hamill actually doing the voice. I assume they lightened it a little bit to make it seem younger. Uh, the effect was a little jarring. Right. It was definitely very fake. Like it wasn't as bad as Moff Tarkin in Rogue One. But it was still a little unsettling. And Correct. not only that, why Luke Skywalker? At the end so, of the day, why? Here's the thing. Sebastian Stan is my... Like oh, they need to, everybody. They need to, they need to, 
they need to not have Mark, Mark Hamill. I, I get. Role. I I agree. Everyone was like, "Oh, Sebastian Stan should have just played him, and it would have been right." And that's the, the thing. Here's the thing. So if you're gonna do like Luke Skywalker, this would have been the perfect opportunity to, if you will, pass the torch. And um, you know, I didn't want Luke Skywalker in here. Main reason why. I mean, he was the best choice, obviously. He's the the only one that's a fully trained Jedi. He's the only one to master three different forms of lightsaber combat. He is the only one to really, you know, do anything that that's that would be considered Jedi like. Right. Um, because if you think about it, Ahsoka Tano never reached Jedi status, knight, knight status. Right, and she's uh, like, and she's like, hey, you know, uh. I'm not the person to trade this. I, I apologize. Jason, yes, real reporters. Uh well, you did bring it back. If you don't remember what real reporters is, <laughs> whew, long story short, it was our movie podcast. Uh that we had Todd doesn't like movies, so he killed it. What, three, four years ago now at this point? Oh yeah, for sure. Easily. It's been a long time. Uh we bring <laughs> it back for special occasions like tonight. So real reporters. Uh uh, so yeah, obviously Ahsoka Tano couldn't do it. Um, you know, clearly Jeff Bridgers is probably still on the other side of the galaxy uh, because we haven't heard anything about uh, uh, Admiral Thrawn. Ezra Bridger, right? Uh, oh, and then you have, oh yeah. Hold on, I'm not done yet. I'm not done yet. I know where you're going with this. I'm not done yet. <laughs> uh, obviously, uh, uh, they weren't doing um, uh, uh, shit. What is his name? Cal Kestis. Kes- Cal Kestis. The only one that may have worked besides Luke Skywalker, because he was never confirmed killed, is uh, motherfucking, uh, I forgot his goddamn name. <laughs> talking about Cannon Jarrus? No. Hell, who? Cannon uh, from Rebels. No, he died. Um, oh, thanks. I didn't know that. Really? Spoilers. I haven't watched the show. Oh, motherfucker. Damn, for real? I only watched like season one or two of Rebels. Wow, fail. Yeah. Uh, anyways, uh, get with the show, please. It's only like five, ten years old at this point. Anyways, uh, so no, no, no. Um, uh, are you talking about Mace Windu? Yes. Mace oh, Windu, you motherfucking no, uh, uh, no, uh, no, yes, no, yes. Listen, I can, I can, I can understand Boba Fett. <laughs> I can get, I can wrap my head around that. And in fact, they're going to explain how that happened uh-huh, uh-huh. for sure. They're going to explain it. Right. Okay. But Mace Windu really, he... are you saying the most powerful Jedi in the unit in, in the world, uh, beside uh, that was just as powerful, if not more powerful, arguably than Yoda himself, uh, couldn't escape a little fall. Really heavily wounded. Uh, regardless, heavily wounded. Listen, if the day they bring back Mace Windu, because <laughs> let's just be honest, it's probably going to happen. Uh, <laughs> I would probably stop watching. <laughs> I would be that livid and be like, listen, I love me some Samuel L. Jackson as well. Boy, <laughs> I mean, he's going to have like a cane. He's going to have a limp. It's just not, it's just not necessary. <laughs> I'm sorry. 
<laughs> like it's just yeah, not I mean, necessary. I, I, I honestly I agree with you. He would have been my last choice. I would have rather had Luke Skywalker. No, I than... would have rather had a rando. <laughs> I'm serious. Yeah, I would have rather had person. a rando show up and be like, "Can you trust me?" <laughs> because you might not be able to. Right. I could be a Sith Lord. Right. Oh, it could have been Snoke. It could have been. Well, no. What's he had been? Oh, he hadn't been grown Christ. from his petri dish yet. He hadn't even fucking. <laughs> well, maybe. I, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, like, if we think about it, like this is post return of the jedi Mm -hmm. the imperial forces are still out there Mm -hmm. eventually they're going to transition to being first order right um which we haven't really seen that happen yet so right um, this is this is uh what 20 years before that roughly yeah so i don't think snoke uh i don't think i'm i'm 100 percent confident uh that baby yoda's blood is going to be utilized to create Snoke. Uh, I don't know necessarily Snoke. Well, Snoke is a Force user. Okay. Yes and no. So, okay. We know he's he's not real. Yes and no. So, okay. the reason why I say that is because I have a strong feeling, and I don't know if this has been confirmed, that the Emperor was just merely puppeteering him. He was. And that he was probably using the Force through Snoke. I'm not sure about that part, but 100% puppeteering Snoke. Like it Snoke, just Snoke was a Snoke was a clone. Yeah, he was a clone, but I just feel like it's a little convenient that he was so powerful. Was he though? If you think about it, I mean, he was the one that um, was bridging "quote unquote" Ray and Kylo. Palpatine was. Yeah, wasn't. yeah, yeah. But that's what I'm saying. Like, I think it's because he was controlling Snoke. And through Snoke, he's using Snoke as a quote unquote living vessel and controlling uh-huh. the force through that. I don't think he would have entrusted um, a clone to have powerful force powers. Like, I think right, he would have right. been too paranoid for that to happen. Because, like, well, at, there's it's true, but at the same time, it wouldn't be above him to have some sort of safety net to. You know, blow up the blow up the blow up Stoke or something, or like an Order sixty six, or he just terminates Listen, himself. You know, Rise of Skywalker. Ugh. So many problems with that. Um, I don't know if we ever did a real reporter. You know, I think I think we're eventually going to have to have uh, not necessarily bring real reporters back like full time because obviously. There's not a lot happening right now um, in terms of uh, movies. But next year, The Kingsman. Next year, Bond 65. Next year. <laughs> well, uh, no, what I mean is is that I, I feel like this is good to bring back for, like, retrospectives like this to where we right. can really, like, delve into, like, one specific topic and just kind of, like... Really, really take it apart. Really take it apart. As opposed right. to like, oh, let's talk about this new movie that just came out. Um, I, I feel like eventually we're going to probably have to have like a, a general Star Wars discussion about like how we felt about the sequels. Right. Um, how we feel like what's going to happen next, because not only are the TV shows happening, um, they announced 
Rogue Squadron that's coming out from Wonder Woman uh, director Patty Jenkins. Right. Uh, Taika Waititi's got his own Star Wars movie coming out. And mm-hmm. if that doesn't excite you. Um, I, I don't know what should. I don't know what can. Like, that <laughs> excites the shit out of me. Like, he made Thor great. Oh, absolutely. So, like, just imagine that kind of director tongue, style. Tongue in cheek. Like, just imagine the the wheelhouse that he could do. Um, <laughs> not only that, but we're supposed to, the the supposed new trilogy from Ryan Johnson is still happening. Yep. Um, and you can say, "Oh, Last Jedi was terrible." Blah blah blah. I think the man, if he isn't constrained by having Skywalker be a thing, he's not constrained by like the original trilogy. No, I right. think he's got a lot of Star Wars to. to I think to him explore. doing kind of an original like trilogy on his own because he's a fantastic writer. Um, and if you disagree with me, I strongly encourage you to watch Knives Out, which was an amazing movie. Um, oh, very amazing. I think he would do a really good job with just like his own tale. Now, whether that's I have a I have a strong feeling that it's going to probably be New Republic based or it's so here's the thing he has the ability to to look at the old republic the high republic the new republic um there's a lot of thousands of years that he could play around with or he can create an entire universe an entire saga uh, and never touch uh any of the battle yavin stuff or skywalkers so i'm looking forward to that I'm, I'm tired of Skywalker. I don't want to hear the fucking name anymore. <laughs> yeah, like, I, for I, sure. Look, I, here's the thing. What pissed me off was like, people are like, all over YouTube, I'm getting, oh, I cried. I was so emotional. It was the best. Th-. No, fuck, fuck that. It wasn't. It was terrible. I, they could have chosen a lot of different actors. They could have chosen a lot of different characters. There was a plethora of different new faces they could have added in. Uh to to this to this ending it didn't have to be skywalker and i was kind of pissed that they they keep fucking digging up that old fucking grave you know yeah um, and, and and just unfortunately um i just like, i wish it would have been something else i wish they just, they just need to let 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 the saga die i i mean I, I like i said i have mixed feelings i love the fact that he was like fucking destroying the de- the the dark troopers like he just fucking wailed on them and it was awesome like it was it was right up there for me as that one scene in Rogue One with Death- Darth Vader where you really got to see what they were capable of right for sure you know and that's that's where I both loved and hated it because you're like okay they they did Luke Skywalker justice and then they fucking did it bad because he was Luke Skywalker oh yeah. So that that's my thing. That's I mean, other than that, I absolutely loved it. Personally, I love the Sokotano coming back. Boba Fett again they did the character justice. They did what they should have done with uh uh the last the pre the the sequels the the trilogy with uh Ray. Um, again, uh, fucking Luke Skywalker actually like you know you show Luke Skywalker being a real Jedi. You got some fucking angry ass teat drinker. 
<laughs> right. Uh, no. Give me just a second here. I'm trying to do some quick things real quick because we're apparently we're having some problems. Uh-oh. So, yeah, that's my thing. Like, you know, I think that that was why I couldn't get emotional with the show. Um, I think just the fact that you saw his X-Wing was jarring enough uh for for me to kind of be taken out of the series of the show and then obviously the the face with the dh luke skywalker just didn't play well with me um that threw me out even more from this from the show um in, in that particular episode so you know um but the ending the the, the post credit scene the, the post credit scene with uh with <laughs> With uh, with Boba Fett taking back Jabba's palace, that was fucking great. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I, I, for instance, did not know that uh, uh, Bib Fortuna was the one that was running things. It makes uh, sense. No. It um, does. It does make sense. I, I thought he died, but during the in the in the explosion of the 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 floating palace. But uh, guess not, right? So uh, he was fat too, dude. He like really. I mean, he he's a gang lord. Like, why wouldn't he's constantly getting fed? I uh, suppose. <laughs> I mean, in the prequels, job of job of the hut was skinnier. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> he was a skinny slug. <laughs> Hang on, just a second here. All right, cool. I was just, uh, I, we also have another podcast that's about to start recording retrospects. I don't know what episode it is. I don't even know what they're talking about, but they are. You can catch them at 9 p.m. You can catch them at Fox 9 <laughs> Right. So they're recording another podcast on our other channel right now. I was just uh, basically bringing them on in. Uh, so. Yeah, you're, you're half expecting one of them to F up, weren't you? Maybe. I, I was I was eyeing it. <laughs> uh, maybe we're on our backup server right now too because our first one shit the bed. Um, womp womp. I mean that's just you just gotta be on on point. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> backups are the backups. So yeah, the the cutscene very interesting. The book of Boba Fett is what's coming out in December twenty twenty one. Uh, fairly ambitious uh timeline for yes and no for now so if you watch um disney plus if you have a subscription um they explain how they make the mandalorian and they go in depth with how they they made the mandalorian too um the filmography on that is just absolutely stunning uh did you get a chance to check that out yes are you talking about the uh the 3d um yeah yeah so with that um that's actually really cool if you're not familiar with it you can watch behind the scenes footage uh, especially for season one but basically just imagine um you're on a sound stage but around you 360 degrees is just giant projector screens essentially no they're L- are they're they led, LED screens, screens. giant led, LED screens. screens and all, then all, all around you like 360 a degrees and then they take a game engine, in this case Unreal Engine, and actually uh-huh. generate 
all the environments and backgrounds with with all the lighting with all the lighting um <laughs> it's actually kind of astounding to watch because like um even the very well, first frame of season one episode one where he's like walking on this like bridge and it's mm-hmm. like icy planet and everything like that the entire background is 100 percent computer generated and he's just walking on uh, a bridge prop essentially um so it's just like it's really cool how they're able to do that and it really right um it's astounding because it means that they're able to remove going on location uh more so now than before and they use vr headsets to control the camera yeah which i thought was cool yeah it's definitely uh really neat um i'm glad to see that kind of technology being used um it's it's really really cool tech if you haven't had a chance to see it i definitely encourage you to look at the behind the scenes also really cool uh they have a behind the scenes featurette of the razor crest rip um in which they were like hey (laughs) john favreau was like hey uh i learned from george lucas or it was somebody else he's like if they if they make a model of it you get to take it home with you. <laughs> and so he was like, maybe, maybe we could make a practical model, you know, just for lighting. <laughs> um, and it's really cool. Cause they show like how they built it, uh, 3d printing it. So they're basically they're merging old tech with new tech to, right. to make it practical. And there's a fair amount of scenes where it's actually the practical model that they used for like, especially in flight scenes um, that they filmed and they used that in the actual show. So that was really cool. Um, But also the dude who runs industrial light and magic, who's the CEO, uh, John Knoll is Mm -hmm. in the pits with them, making them like making a custom motion tracking camera rig for that ship. Uh Really cool. Um, yeah, oh yeah. Also, fun fact: John Knoll helped co-create Photoshop. Uh huh. And oh. you can tell it really paid off. <laughs> Smart dude. Oh yeah, it's amazing. It's amazing stuff. Um, but reason why I brought that up was because um uh, that helps them reduce a lot of production time. Yeah, no, I don't disagree with you. But I th- what I'm trying to strike at is is that. <clears throat> Obviously, when they announced these other shows, um, they probably had a good idea of like what they were writing. Here, mm-hmm. here's the problem, though. Um, uh, basically, they now have Dave Filoni creating the Ahsoka Tana show. Uh huh. They also have the Bad Batch. Uh huh. They also have Obi Wan. Uh-huh. They have Mandalorian season three. Uh-huh. They have this Boba Fett show now. Uh-huh. There's a lot of these creators <clears throat> who were dedicated to Mandalorian are now being like spread out over multiple projects. Yep. So what I'm saying, you think, you think you're thinking something's going to suffer? 
no, what I'm saying is, is that Mandalorian, we may not get this next year. We may actually get this uh, two years from now. Which, honestly, I'm okay with. And the reason why I'm saying that is because it ended not necessarily on a cliffhanger. Um, they don't even have to bring the Mandalorian back at all as a series. Um, because it, 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 it was basically all about uh, Grogu and his journey to, uh, to Jedi training. And the band who helped him along the way. Yeah. And, you know... They don't necessarily have to bring him back in a series. They can, he can make special appearances in, you know, uh, young Luke Skywalker's Jedi Temple. That he can make appearances in Ahsoka Tano. He can make, uh, uh, you know, several different appearances in a lot of different things. They don't necessarily have to bring him back for a season three. I, you know, obviously he's going to have to be there for kind of the handoff right because right. eventually uh grogu can do whatever he needs to do um man they're having some problems over there good lord all right let's uh let's let's wrap this up so you can go <laughs> we might both have to hop over there um so thank you guys for tuning in obviously this is a little bit longer than uh I was expecting it's definitely, um, but I really hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, we will be back. We have to, we have to in, on, uh, December, 2021, <laughs> in December, 2021 uh, for Mandalorian. So we'll might be back a little bit before that. We'll see. I definitely think we're going to have a, uh, a James Bond podcast. We definitely will. I know Jim will be uh, happy to join us on that one. Because he's uh he's a bondophobe. He is. Or wait, does that mean you're scared of bond? Yes. So bond okay. bondophile. <laughs> bondophile. <laughs> it just sounds dirty. I don't know why. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in to Real Reporters. Uh, everybody have a great night and happy holidays. Because this is probably gonna be the last opportunity we'll be able to say that before next week. Y'all have a great night. Take care. Bye. Bye.